John chapter 6, starting in verse 60. We'll read through 69. <coughs> when many of His disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in Himself that His disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where He was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were that did not believe and who it was who would betray Him. And He said, This is why I told you that no one can come to Me unless it is granted Him by the Father. After this, many of His disciples turned back and no longer walked with Him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go, as, go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed, and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. We have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we do come to you to say thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to stand before this congregation this morning. I just pray, God, that you would open our hearts and minds, that you would... Give me the message that you would have me deliver, that you would bind up my opinions, Father, that only what I say is what you desire to be said. I pray, Father, for your guidance. I pray, Father, for your presence to be felt and seen in all that we say and do. Father, I just pray for those that couldn't be here for whatever reason this morning. I lift them up to you that are sick and ask, Lord, that you would heal their body, that you would restore their physical health, Father, that most of all, no matter what they're facing, that their faith not fail. Father, I just trust you with each one and trust, Father, that you know what's best. And I pray, Father, that that's what's done is your will. I pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> I don't know if anybody can uh, testify this morning, but I've come to realize something. Um, I was told all my life by older folks that the older you get, the faster it goes talking about time and talking about years and talking about um, the older you get, it seems like time just zings by. We stand here today looking at New Year's and before you know it, it's Christmas again. And they say the older you get, the faster that is. If I get any older, I won't be able to keep up with it. But I've also come to learn that a lot can happen in a year, Right? Standing here today looking to Wednesday as a new year and a new beginning, we don't have any idea what is to come. You know, as a matter of fact, a lot can happen in a day. And there's 365 of those in a year. So a lot can happen. We don't have any idea what we'll face in this coming year. So a lot of people get it in their mind, I'll be glad when 2019's over. I'm tired of it. It's brought nothing, but well, you don't know that it won't be worse in 2020. Right? We don't have any idea what's to come. Things change so quickly and things go from exactly what we think they ought to be to the complete opposite of that, that quick. And things come on us and sickness comes on us and, and tragedy strikes and things happen so quickly. And sometimes we find ourselves in a position where we got to make a decision. Will we stick with what we've done? Will we stick with what we know? Or will we take some other path? 
When I look at these scriptures, I want to give you just a little bit of a background on what's going on here. If you go, if you go back in John chapter 6 and start reading at the beginning, you'll see everything from Jesus feeding 5,000 uh, to Him walking on water, just a lot of stuff going on in this chapter. And He gets down here and He's talking to a group of disciples. Now, we always, when we hear disciples, we think of 12 specific, right? This is a bigger group than that, and Jesus' followers is a big group, and at this point they're referring to all of them as disciples. And, it, and, it's, and it's many people that are following Jesus everywhere He goes and watching the things that He's doing and learning from His teachings this early in His ministry. And He gets to this point, and He's just come off the boat, and, and they fed the 5,000, and He's crossed back over, and He's telling them these hard things, and He goes into this description about Him being life. And he even talks about them eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood. And they go, hang on, this dude's a psychopath. This is crazy. And he heard the grumblings among them. He heard them grumbling about the things that he was teaching. And he knew, the Bible says, he knew who believed and who didn't believe. He even knew who was going to betray him. He knew. So he, he mentions it to them, are y'all grumbling? I mean, do you think this stuff is hard? <coughs> to understand? Do you, do you, he said, what are you going to do when you see the Son of Man ascend back into heaven? You're really not going to get that. And as he's telling them these things, start with me in verse 68. And after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Turned many, many people were following Christ. And it got hard, and they turned back and never walked with Him again. They deserted it. They gave up on it. They quit. Do you know that when things get hard, you have an option? You can quit. And let me assure you, in this last year, many people quit. They did. They walked away and never sought Jesus again. They quit following Him. They stopped seeking Him. Why? Because it got hard. They couldn't understand. It was difficult for their mind to grasp. So you know what's easier? Just quit. And they did. And let me tell you this, in the year to come, many more will turn back and never walk with Him again. We, we get there. That happens. And, and every one of us is just one or two bad decisions from being in that place. This life is not easy. Christ has not promised anybody, anywhere, anything easy about this world. He said it's full of tribulation. It's full of trials. He said that. He said it's going to be difficult. If they'll do this to the green branch, what will they do to you? He said that. He's warned us that in this life there will be tribulation. The rest of that verse says, But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He said it's going to be tough, but it's going to be worth it to follow me, to stick with me, to hang on, to see it through to the end. Many people, many of His disciples at that time turned back and walked off. There may be things coming in this year. I'm not here to scare you this morning, but I want to be truthful with you. There may be many things coming in this coming year that will make you question where you are. 
that'll make you question, is it worth following? That'll make you question, is there something out there that's easier than this? Let me assure you, there's a lot out there that's easier than this. It's easier than this. There's a lo- the world offers a lot of paths that are a lot easier than Christianity. You have plenty of options, but I got bad news. They're all false. Not narrow one of them works. Not one, not narrow one of them is true. If you're told that it takes anything besides faith in Christ to get to heaven, it's a lie. Amen. And if you're told at some point that following Christ is some kind of easy thing to do, it's a lie. This is tough. This is hard. He had many disciples. You see that, right? Many. Listen, these folks were present when he took five loaves and two fish and fed over 5,000 people. And listen, they had 12 baskets of leftovers. They were there. These disciples were a part of the serving crew. They were distributing it. They know what happened. They seen the baskets. They were present when he walked on the water. They seen that. They were a part of that. And they still, when it got hard, walked away. You may come to a place, maybe not this coming year, may not be 2020. But there's going to be a day when you're going to have to decide, is it worth it? Or is it just too hard for me? Listen, you've got to make that decision ahead of time. People's going to hurt your feelings. You're not always going to get your way. Right? You understand that, right? Becoming a Christian doesn't give you this special pass where you can just do what you want to do and everything just goes your way. It don't work that way. Don't be led to believe that just because you become a Christian, you're never going to get your feelings hurt or you're never going to be physically ill or you're never going to have to face a battle. That's not true. As a matter of fact, it's the furthest thing from the truth. This walk is difficult. It is hard. There is some things in here that's hard to understand that we can't hardly get our minds wrapped around. That's where these guys were standing. And listen, these are the people that served the five loaves and two fishes to 5,000. They were physically there. They seen it happen. Yet he goes to teaching things and telling them things and they go, it's just too hard. And they walked away. And it don't say a few. It don't even say some. It says many. Many. More left than stayed. You get that, right? Many walked away. And they didn't just walk away for a day. It says they did not follow Him anymore. Right? After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Many no longer get those words. Understand that you ain't exempt from this. I ain't exempt from this. This Christianity is an everyday decision to wake up and fight this battle. It's real. There is a spiritual war going on inside of every one of us as Christians. If that war's not there, I question where you stand. It's a daily decision for me to get up and be who God's called me to be. It's a daily decision to get up and fight this spiritual battle. And listen to me, you can't fight this spiritual battle with carnal weapons. You'll lose. Every time you'll lose. Look, it's hard. It's difficult. It's painful some days. 
It hurts some days. So what you got to do and what i got to do is make a decision. Is it worth it? Listen, here's what happened to these guys. They got in the middle of it before they made their decision. I started questioning, so why did many leave and why did 12 stay? Because Peter, Jesus looks around when many left and he looks at those 12 and goes, y'all can leave too. You, you're, you're free to go. You don't have to stay. Do, do y'all want to leave? And Peter responds. Oh, Peter, the guy that always opens his mouth. You don't ever wonder in Scripture what Peter's thinking because it fell out his mouth, right? Every time he speaks what he's thinking. And so Peter stands up when Jesus says, Hey, you can leave too. Uh, specifically, he says, um, so Jesus said to the twelve, do you want to go away as well? Do you want to leave too? So why did many leave and twelve stay? The many weren't prepared. The many hadn't made their decision ahead of time. The many made their decision at that time. They hadn't thought about this before. They hadn't sold out to this idea that Christ was who He said He was. They wasn't sure that He was the only hope they had. Because if they were, they wouldn't have left. Right? If they knew that He was the only source of eternal life, they would have stuck around like the twelve did. Listen, the twelve weren't made to stay. Jesus said, do you want to leave as well? They could go too. What made them stay? Peter gives us that answer. Peter's response was, where are we going to go? To whom shall we turn? Huh? You see, well, you see what Peter's saying, right? You understand what Peter knew that many didn't know, right? That Jesus was the source of things that was the only source of those things. Peter knew that the only hope they had was Jesus. Peter knew the only strength that they had was Jesus. Peter knew that the only source of eternal life was Jesus. Obviously, many did not know that. And I'm not going to come in here and assume this morning that all know that. Because when this was written, many did not know that. Because I can assure you, if they knew that and really knew that and really believed that, they would not have walked away. Right? So I don't want to assume this morning that everybody in here listening to me knows that. I need you to understand that if you don't know that, Jesus is the only hope in this world. That's it. Everything else in this world will let you down. It'll break your heart. It'll hurt your feelings. Jesus is the only source of hope. And I'm not talking about the hope that says, I hear the ice cream truck, I hope he comes down my street. No, this hope is called blessed assurance. You can take it to the bank. You can count on it. That kind of hope. And the only source of that hope is Jesus Christ. This world does not offer that hope. That money does not offer that hope. That house does not offer that hope. That car does not offer that hope. That job does not offer that hope. That lack of a job does not offer that hope. That hope only comes from one place, and that's Jesus Himself. Your education is no hope. Your status is no hope. 
None of these things are evil in and of themselves. But if that's where you've placed your hope, you're about to get let down. And just like the many, you'll figure it out and walk away. The only source of hope that anybody has is that Jesus is exactly who He says He is. And again, it ain't, I hear Him coming, hope. It's blessed assurance. You can count on it. You can write it in stone. It's the truth. And if I can get you to understand that this morning, it'll maybe help you make a decision I'm going to challenge you to make here in a little bit. Because I don't want to get to the end of 2020 and say, many walked away. Many didn't choose. Many don't follow anymore. And the way I do that is to educate you the way that Peter was educated. Peter had some knowledge. Him and 11 other guys had some knowledge that caused them to stay. They knew something that the many didn't know. Look at Peter's response for yourself. <coughs> Simon Peter said to him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Where are we going to turn? Look what he says. You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. See, Peter knew that Christ was exactly who he says he is. The Son of God. Peter knew that Christ had the words that held the key to eternal life. In other words, Peter looked at Jesus and said, He's the only hope we got. He's our only hope. If He's not who He says He is, we don't have any hope. This world is going to disappear. This world is going to dissipate. And if Christ isn't exactly who He says He is, we don't have a chance. And that understanding caused Peter to stick to a decision they had already made. Go to Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Now just to fill you in, of course this is Daniel 1 8. So there's seven verses before this that gives you this explanation. A new king, Nebuchadnezzar, right? He's, he's put out a decree. <coughs> he's going to give everybody the same food. Everybody's going to eat off of this particular food plan. Daniel ain't going to have it. Daniel's not going to be a part of that. And here's the way the Bible describes it. Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food. Daniel resolved. Daniel decided. Before the plate came by, Daniel made up his mind that no matter what, he didn't say, unless they make me. He didn't say, unless it cost me my life. Right? No, it just says Daniel resolved. Daniel decided in his mind that when the plate come by, he wasn't going to eat of the king's food. He wasn't going to drink of the king's drink. He resolved. He made a decision. 
So when it came time, all he had to do was stick to that. I can tell you that Peter and 11 other men had already resolved, had already decided they were going to stick with Christ no matter what. And let me assure you of something. If you don't make that decision ahead of time, when push comes to shove, you'll make the wrong one. If you wait to make your decision in the middle of the fire, you'll make the wrong one. Because there's too many other things that are having an influence on your ability to make a decision. But when you make that decision ahead of time in the peace and quiet of your home, when it's nobody but you and God to influence that decision, then you can think it through and make a proper decision. See, Peter wasn't making his decision. He was just sticking to what he had already decided. He and 11 guys had done made that decision. So when it, when it came time, when Jesus looked at them and said, do you want to walk away too? They go, where would we go? Where would we go? To whom would we turn? You've got the keys to eternal life. That's the most important thing. We believe that. And on top of that, we believe that you are. You are the Son of God. If you try to decide that and decipher that in the midst of all that this world is going to throw at you, it's going to be tough to think through it clearly. Do you know how many different, I just heard a new one this morning, do you know how many different ideas of religion there are out there? You can't keep up with them. You can't keep up with them. Oprah's trying. She's tried more of them than anybody I know. Right? It's a different one each week, and she still can't keep up. Huh? Listen to me. You, you, you don't understand how many ideas are out there to get you to heaven. There's only one. There's only one that's true. There's only one that's real. There's only one that works. And this is it. Jesus Himself. And if you don't lock into that, there's things that may come your way that cause you to question. Listen to me. Many turned back. Many never followed again. Not some. Not a few. More walked away then continued to follow. Roughly, the total number is 70 disciples at this point. 70. Twelve were left. Right? More left than stayed. Don't be one of the ones that leaves. Don't be one that looks at this way and says, it ain't worth it. It's too hard. I can't understand it. Many walked away. Many will walk away. According to Scripture, the path is narrow. You know why? Because it ain't but a few people on it. You know why the, 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 the way is wide that leads to destruction? Because people are trying everything in their, in their, in their, in their imagination to try to get to a place and they're wandering back and forth and that's caused the path to be wide. You ever went to a place where they have cattle and they've had cattle on a place for a long time? 
<coughs> and go to the woods, and you can see a distinct path where them cows, for however many years, have walked. As a matter of fact, the path will be sunk down lower than everything else. Right, Mark? Y'all have got them places on y'all's place where cows say, go, whatever, it don't matter. But then you get out to a field, where, where are those paths? It's not a distinct path anymore, is it? You know why? Because they just wander. They just go this way and this way. They all end up at the same feed ring, right? But they don't all go the same way to get there. But when they're on that narrow path, there are things that guide them and keep them in that place. We'll have that narrow path, but I'm afraid it won't be marred up. Because it ain't but a few going to be walking on it. Right? According to Scripture, not Nick. Many more walk away than stay. Resolve. Resolve like Daniel did. Resolve. You got to get the mindset Job had. You know what Job said? Job said in chapter 13, verse 15, Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Though he slay me, that's the mentality you got to have. Even if he takes my life, it's better than anything else this world has to offer. Though he slay me, he's still my only hope. He's still my best option. You've got to resolve that. You've got to decide that. You've got to go into this thing with that mindset. Many <coughs> walked away. Many walked away. Narrow path. It's very distinct. It's narrow. It's just a few people there. I don't know what you'll face in this coming year. I, have no, I don't know what you'll face by the end of the day today or in the day tomorrow. I don't have any idea. I don't know what I'll face. I don't know what this, what this world holds. I don't know what this life has in it. But I know this. If you don't resolve ahead of time, it's a possibility that you can encounter some things that make you just want to quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Many will. What did Peter say? Where are we going to go? Well, to whom shall we turn? You got everything we need. The words to eternal life. You are the Son of God. What else is there? I think we'll just stick with you and see what happens. Right? Peter said, You're our only option. Are you walking this path with Christ as your only option? Or are you still exploring other things? Is your mind wandering? Because if you ain't locked in on Christ and following Him, there's plenty out there to distract you. There's plenty of other options. You don't have to stay just like Peter. Will you go away too? You can. Listen, keep going with me. We're about done. I don't have a clock up there this morning. <coughs> Simon answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed. And I have come to know that you are 
the Holy One of God. The Holy One of God. Only option there is. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by me. Through Christ is the only way to get to God. That's it. There are not many options. Uh, Peter, you are the one and only. The one and... You've got to get that mindset. You've got to have that understanding. I'm telling you, this whole world's crazy. Crazy. There's no telling what you'll encounter in the coming year. A lot can happen in a year. Because you listen to me. Some of y'all are sitting here thinking, this is your mindset right now as you hear me say these things. Well, I've been doing this for umpteen years and I ain't going nowhere. I hope you're right. I hope you're telling the truth. But if you ain't locked in, if you ain't focused on Christ, we don't know what's coming in this year. We don't know what this next 360... Some folks won't see 365 days next year. That's just the truth of the matter. Some of us won't make it that far. That's just the truth of it. So whatever happens, though He slay me, will you still serve Him? Think of that. Think of what Job said. Though He slay me, even if He takes my life, it's better than following anything else in this world. Are you there? Do you have that mindset? If not, can you get that? Huh? Can you get there? Can you, can you wrap your mind around that? I'm going to ask the worship team to come on back up here. I'm going to have a time of invitation. And I'm going to encourage you to resolve. I'm going to encourage you to decide, if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to, to, to come to the understanding with yourself the things that Peter knew. There ain't but one option. There ain't but one way. There ain't but one source. There ain't but one hope. 